Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of The Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about how the fuck Rob Schneider's in it. My name's David and put me back in the fridge. <laughs> uh, my name's Sam and thanks a lot, you shit brain, fuckface, ball breaking, duck fucking pain in the ass, Ross. And I'm Ross, querying life's uh, great mysteries. Who are we? Why are we here? And how the fuck do the three she cells work? <laughs> this is a meme of a fucking movie. Um, I suppose we should say what it is that we watched this week, uh, 1993's Demolition Man, um, which is a, a meme several decades before memes existed. It's a feature-length meme. fucking lord. <laughs> this movie is two hours fucking long as well, by the way. Can we just address that right off the top? We haven't complained about uh, the length of a, a movie in, in quite a while. In some like. time, yeah, which but, is uh, disappointing. Yeah, this one. I think this one did stretch the, the, my my attention span. Um, after about an hour, I'm like, oh, halfway there, fifty percent through this movie, and this, quite a lot has not happened already. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, in uh, so, Demolition Man. So this is a Stallone Snipes vehicle, uh, very, very uh, kind of classic nineties. And in it, a police officer is brought out of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old, ultra-violent nemesis who is loose in a non-violent future society. Uh, quite a complicated if, movie. I if think. only they knew. Where to start with this movie? I think this is going to be one of those talking about it by time period kind of movies. I think that there's like a series of not isolated events, but like set pieces in which this movie takes place, and I think that's the only possible way to decipher what's happening here. It's it's busy, isn't it? I think you know there's a lot going on. There's different characters. There's different streams. I think there is there is some very uneven tone in this movie, which I think is something that comes up quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's, I, it's really fun to watch. Like you know, in the first sort of you know the first act is really fun to watch, and throughout the whole movie snipes uh, all his scenes are just delightful <laughs> and like he plays a psychotic killer so I well know, man. i found it so uneven i couldn't decide if wesley snipes <clears throat> wanted to die or was having a genuinely good time i just <laughs> i couldn't tell um there were whole portions of this film that i forgot wesley snipes was in it and thought i was watching dennis rodman run around <laughs> um it does um it does kind of like beg the question of of uh, who was who was making the decisions about lots of different things in this film? Like, you know, who who decided that they should do that? And like, who said that that was a good idea? There's lots of questions I have about the production of this. It's don't none of it really kind of makes sense. It never really comes together in a way that you would expect um, for no. various different reasons. But I think that there's there, there is though a good movie in here. Like, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't there, hating it. I was enjoying it. I did enjoy it as much as I was like, you know, going. What you decided to do? What? Why did you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Actually, there is a lot of fun to be had with this. I think. I would say there are a couple of average movies in here. There's a a decent, um, Stallone snipes like, face off movie going on in this. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Showdown. And there's. And there's an okay, like, campy, futuristic sci-fi movie. Yeah. But, like, they're jammed together in such a discordant way 
that it's kind of like it to the detriment of both aspects of the movie. Mm-hmm. You have to think as well, like how good were the nineties where they were thinking, oh, the future, oh, stuff could go wrong. I mean, nowadays you won't get a movie like or say in the future, everything's gone to shit. Well, n- yeah, duh, we're living it. This is <laughs> this is our life. <laughs> exactly, Ross. This was nineteen ninety three, where like the economy was doing yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. We weren't, I think, quite at war in the Middle East. I think we were between wars in the Middle East. No, but um, but to be fair, this movie, especially the beginning of this movie, was based on the the, the LA riots. So like, yeah, there, there was you know, the, the discord was um, so the how you know how discordant society was at the time was certainly certainly there. But yeah, it is like a it's it's like two DeLoreans, you know, two DeLoreans, <laughs> and they just traveling 88 miles an hour into each other and then whatever's left whatever's left with a fiery trail what do we call this demolition man what they did was sam they took the grizzly remains of that they um injected a load of botox into it and sent it to the gym every day for six months and then this is that's this movie yeah that that was Uh, that person man these these cars are demolished whoa wait a minute yeah excellent so uh, actually, well, this week I want to talk about this um, sort of like a, a, a as we come sort of movie because I think that every every time they change lane in this movie, it the whole movie shifts gear to quite a startling level. So you mentioned before, Sam. So the first bit we get is our opening where we get our introduction to our two main characters, and and this is our our <coughs> present day twenty seven years ago. Oh, sorry, twenty four years ago at this point, I think. Um, our present day, twenty four years ago section, uh, where we meet Wesley Snipes, uh, whose character name is Simon Phoenix, and we meet Sylvester Stallone, whose character name is not John Rambo, John Spartan. Yep. Great! What a perfectly off the shelf uh, hero <laughs> name. So the first section, like you said, Sam, is based on the LA riots, and and. It's quite a short little bit, but it's basically he serves as all of the setup for our movie. So we're in present day, um, and the whole of LA is on fire um, because it was at the time, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> and we meet Sylvester Stallone, who is a police sergeant? Question mark. But he dresses like a spec ops guy. He's got a beret. Um, he he has the ability to like unilaterally without um, people approving it like get a helicopter to go and drop him at this place he's running a spec ops mission and he's a cop question mark well he doesn't play by your rules Dave he's a loose cannon play by their rules either Ross (laughs) or any let's talk about this in let's do a deep dive on this because there's not much going on but basically Sylvester Stallone um, John Spartan I will try and use character name (laughs) <laughs> he has he has he has greenlit this 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 mission in which he with no body armor around with a handgun and a beret is going to be dropped into um this mass murderer's uh private kingdom um, not just dropped to... bungee <laughs> he's yeah, going to bungee to... leave from a helicopter <laughs> to and this is the important thing to find out where this mass murderer slash warlord has hidden has Put the thirty people he kidnapped earlier that day. Um, so we get kind of like a weird. We get a lot of Stallone like punching guys out, and you know, just like your typical action stuff. Yeah. It's very Escape from LA. Uh, this first opening segment, 
Um, and then we meet uh, Black Joker, um, played <laughs> by Wesley Snipes. And because he is, he's just laughing like hysterically, manically to himself. Um, but it's kind of a fun opening. There's some questionable like cans of petrol that then turn into C4 later on. Uh, <laughs> and the upshot of that is Stallone arrests him. The entire building blows up. And um, and then one of the EMTs says, like, oh, there's bodies everywhere. Because Stallone had allegedly done, like, a, a thermal image of the building and decided that these people couldn't have been there because he couldn't detect the thermal imaging. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of establishes how he's in trouble as well, which seems like a push, doesn't it? Like, if this guy was going to blow this building up, he was going to do it regardless of this guy came in, right? But someone had to go down, Dave. You know, the mayor was on the captain's ass. You know what I mean? And now, it sounds like this guy has previous, Ross, because they already call him the demolition <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Well, exactly. Before exactly. this situation. It, it, it does feel like we needed a prequel to, to this. We need, we need to see, like, Snipes and Stallone just... And actually, this would be quite a cool movie, just, like, kicking it out in mm. in in the Mad Max wastelands that is Los Angeles, you know, like the episode of Futurama. <laughs> like the, yeah. we, about a show, yeah. we, we need we need to maybe see a little bit more of like why are these guys so intent on killing each other? Also, again, what's with the beret? <laughs> and then thirdly, <laughs> why are we why are we why is Stallone given so much like free rain free reign, yeah, yeah, to just be a like single handedly diving in there with a with six rounds and a beret, and that seems to be his his arsenal, you know. Yeah, I mean, you you had you. I think it was that it was one of you two anyway that raised the point as well. He goes into this, you know, he and he's like he's commandeered a chopper. He's going in. Fair enough, you know what I mean. Something you know, he might have won the men's respect, and he's going to bungee jump in again. More flags raised, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> maybe he's trained. But then he, he goes in. Sure, that's not necessary at all. <laughs> I said bungee. Wouldn't you rather a parachute? Hey, they don't come with a demolition man for nothing, all right? Come on, <laughs> strap me up. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, the main thing then is when he goes in with a single weapon and it's a pistol. You know, it's like sh- a 9mm. Yeah, are you sure you don't want this, you know, the this, this shotgun, you know, for riot situations or, you know, or even a riot shield? No, no, no. Just uh, just give me the handgun. I'll be fine. Okay. You seen these biceps? <laughs> come on, son. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's my name? John Spartan. What's my name? Oh, demolition man! You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is it, yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe you're right, Ross. Maybe it's enough. Maybe it's enough. But the kind of like I I do like the um, I do like the explosion at the beginning. I am a real stickler for uh, explosions in movies. I think they are just fucking great. My, oh, another one example that. is in in the Dark Knight, um, where they blow up, they blew up an, an old hospital. hospital. That yeah. was going to be demolished anyway, you know, and I think this was a similar situation where there was a building that was going to be torn down, and they were like, "Fuck it, we'll just, we'll just let these guys blow it up with <laughs> more explosives than than would be necessary." But they do level it as well, so straight oh, from the that. top, you're like, "Okay, it's the name of the movie, <laughs> like Demolition Man." They've done it. They've blew up a building. Right? And we get the name at minute three, by the way. He's <laughs> the Demolition Man. <laughs> Wink. On their business cards. Like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it's um, it's a bit much. And then we get our, like, our sci-fi injection, don't we? Oof. Which is where, well, um, very quickly, we... very quickly, there's very little due process going on here. Um, both uh, Phoenix and Spartan are sentenced to hefty, send- hefty cryogenic sentences. And I have a lot of fucking questions about this. <laughs> but I'll let you guys come in. I mean, thoughts. question number one. 
what is with like 90s action movies and like showing us that these guys are number one cut you know and like from head to toe they're cut and just I mean, and, and side we, bar, we, you definitely Sylvester you, Stallone looks fantastic in this movie oh I mean the guy the guy shredded you know what I mean um but I'm like I I'm sure you get like a squashed nut like visual you absolutely get his package squashed against that glass <laughs> And you just think, what's going through this guy's mind? Like, okay, so now you're gonna be frozen. Oh, and I need to be naked for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 critical to the. Do you know what it is though, right? The in the nineties, like you probably wouldn't be able. You can't. You on a high def t fifty inch TV, you really see a lot more than you could see in nineteen ninety three when this movie was released. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he um, said that. I think he said this was the, like the worst um, filming experiences of his life. The, uh, the 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 tank in the glass tube that yeah. he's in because it was like five hours and he had to be yeah they they, they fill it with shrinkage like, it was cold <laughs> it was cold yeah, I want a limited set please close set I'm not getting but they they fill they're in this tab they fill it with this like super slime stuff mm. that looks like water it almost looks a bit like a like a silvery lick metal yeah well I didn't think it looked like what it looked like you know a particular liquid so it looked yeah. more viscous than water yeah I think <laughs> lube it looks like lube <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes genuinely yeah I think it's called super slime I think there's a it's, it's a it's a, um, a a kind of movie thing you know you get like the real stretchy slime stuff but they just they pump this tank full and then there's just you imagine what that must have been like it might have been bloody freezing I bet you know, you need to do take after take, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, Sylvester, we didn't." <laughs> With all these production assistants looking at your yeah, we didn't get the shot there. I mean, if you could just maybe put your hand up a little bit more, yeah. that would be great. You know, like, could you tilt? Could you tilt a bit more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sylvester, we got a full shot of your cock again. Like, man, we need to we need to cover that up. I can roll that thing up. You know, but like, imagine, Jesus like Christ. you know, like you were saying, some that process. I mean, like they're in there for five hours, so like you know, you know, imagine just having to. Okay, so now the slime's coming in for the first time. Okay, let's reshoot that. Dry off, get out, dry off. Okay, drain the tub, dry it off. Okay, Stallone, back in the tub. <laughs> Derobe, and here comes the slime. Oh, sorry, that's lunch, that's lunch, everyone. <laughs> Sylvester, did you come out again? And Someone we'll... get Sylvester a bagel. Stay in the tank, stay in the tank. No, don't put the bagel there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you can, you can, but I do, I do actually like, I do actually like the visuals of it. Like, I do think it is, it is really it's fun. lingering it's too lingering Sam no it's very like are you gay yet <laughs> you're gonna be I mean yeah I have to say with Dave this one. I mean like you know I like like you know and both Dave and I were are in awe of you know Stallone's physique in this movie um Manson is mid-40s and he is ripped oh he's fucking yeah he looks fantastic but there's no need for the camera to sort of like angle round for us to see right up his arsehole you know, it's like, we get it. Yeah, he's naked. I take your word for it. Fill it with we get it. We get it. He didn't skip leg day. We understand. Can <laughs> yeah. we stop? The guy glutes. The guy's got glutes. Okay. It does feel like a bit of a Terminator thing, doesn't it? You know, where you've just got mm. these naked... Like, they're, they're paying for the body. They're paying for that body, and they're going to get every single last penny. <laughs> that's it. That's out, it. out of it. They're going to be, they're going to be zooming in on every single detail, because that's what he's there for. That's, that's 40% of his acting ability right there. Just his physique, so you know, lifting things more like sixty-five percent, I would say. Yeah, yeah, maybe, um, maybe, maybe seventy if it's uh, if, if the winds in, in the right direction. As wow. time progresses, the 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 the, the amount of of that gets higher. 
mm. as his face becomes less and less mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, but then we so he's frozen. But before we move on, Sam, I want to right, touch on. on the like ridiculous legal aspect of this. Oh yeah. So, so he is in theory doing his job a little bit gung ho, perhaps. He catches the bad guy. It turns out the bad guy has murdered thirty odd people. Shocker. Mm-hmm. And John Spartan is sentenced to seventy years in the big chill. Yes. While, right, which is questionable in a lot of ways. But how is it a punishment? They talk about rehabilitation a lot. How is it a punishment to like go into cryo sleep for seventy years? Like, well, I suppose oh, you could, we like, get to uh, skip all of the civil unrest and horribleness and wake up in the future where everything's better. Um, yeah, sign me up now. Well, joking aside, I mean, I, I'm sure you know you could think of it as a tournament for you know regular people. I mean, like if you if you were put in the fridge right now, Dave, you know all your family, you know what I mean, for seventy years, and you come at the same age, and all your family and friends have, you know, they've they've moved on with. Can I you. sign up for oh, this? Ross, dream so. come true. <laughs> I mean. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I had a couple of things to say there, but the fact that you guys like, yep, sign me up, okay. Like, well, maybe, I'm maybe, maybe it isn't the deterrent I thought it was. <laughs> no, but I think um, there is but, there, there there is a thing about like, yeah, what's the punishment? The punishment, I guess, is losing your family. The film never really goes there. There's a there's some interesting stuff we can talk mm-hmm. about later about a daughter. Um, Plotline that was cut from the movie that outgrows her father. I mean, I was also sorry, Sam, to interrupt you here, but I was also thinking of you know, like you know, with Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. You know, when he finally gets out, the world has passed him by, and although he's an old man, you know, maybe you're more likely to be able to readapt to the world as it is because you're you're still young, effectively. But I think there's an element of that to it as well. Obviously, it doesn't even begin to tap into that vein mm-hmm. of a serious note. Sort of touches on like some interesting aspects, and then. I guess more it's more just the unfairness of like Rambo's sentence. Not Rambo, sorry, Spartan. <laughs> yeah, you were um, right. Christ. <laughs> yeah, but both right. Um it just seems like his sentence we don't really hear what um Phoenix's sentence is, and obviously later on when he gets a parole hearing, it's four years before we're told um Stallone's character is allowed a parole hearing. Yeah. So how is the guy who did the murders? And I know obviously it's because of that, but like no one ever mentions like why did he even have a parole hearing? Like he gets a parole hearing four years before the guy who was you know apparently like let let it slip and let it happen is eligible for a parole hearing. It's mm. mad. Mm. It it four years seem... before him, did he get a parole hearing? Four years. Twenty thirty two is when this film takes place in the future. Yes. Uh, when when John Spartan goes under. They tell him he's not eligible for parole until 2036, and he has a 70-year sentence. Oh. So that's what I mean by four years. And obviously, like, Simon Phoenix is is brought back for for a nefarious plot. But nobody says, like, but why was this guy who, like, murdered tens of peoples... Like why is he why is he having a parole hearing? Why didn't we just like flush this guy? Yeah, which is why which is why I think this is not necessarily a you know the opening of this. I think it could be better. Freeze them both for some reason. Figure it out. Like it doesn't necessarily matter, but just give it a good justification as to why they're there, and then just get us straight to twenty thirty two because I think that's where the heart of this movie is. 
you know this this like deformed heart it's a bit it doesn't really work that well <laughs> it's gonna need it's gonna need surgery at some point but okay it's running fine for this now this mechanical monstrosity that, yeah yeah that's pumping the science gone too far yes <laughs> stallone face says yes that's <laughs> uh, <Ooh>. skull <laughs> But when, so when we get to 2032, which, by the way, I think that he's been frozen for 36 years or so of his... Uh, 70 years. 70 years. So he's still got, like, another... You know, uh, what's her face? Sandra Bullock's going to be in her 60s. She's going to be retiring by the time that he's actually allowed... He was supposed to be allowed out, which is pretty nuts. I think 70 years. Jesus Christ. But then we get to 2032, and we're in San Angeles... Um, which which is like there were some aspects of the, this that I, the 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 sci-fi world building that I like. I like the implied like statewide city, the city that encompasses all of California. I like that as like a you know a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My 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 problem my problem and let's talk about maybe the the overall the overall future bit. You know, we'll get to the plot in a minute, but just the the future and the different things. Let's get into the shells and all that shit. Um, <laughs> the problem I have is that all of it seems to be just like it's all stolen. It's all a pastiche of other things. Yeah, it, I mean this this is basically Brave New World um, by uh, Algius Huxley. The fucking character is called Huxley, you know, and I think her first what's her first name? Um, Lelina, which is which I think is the name of another character in Brave New World as well. So there's all of these like little references which are fun, but at the same time it's not it's not it's not offering anything new. Whereas I think to Terminator, I think to um, uh, Blade Runner, and obviously these are based on books, but still they're like they're, they're offering a new idea, a new science fiction idea. What what would what would the world be like if? Oof, and then we we get to see it. Whereas this is just it's just kind of a bit corny and a bit cheesy. The whole mm. thing, like the whole thing. It's future. very surface level, Sam. It's like they had a meeting to, to, to pitch ideas for like, all right, what can we have in our future? They got a load of ideas and once again, um, director douchebag was like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds good. And someone was like, well, what are we going to go with then? All of it. We'll, we'll do all of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you yeah, know what it reminds yes. me of? Fifth Element. That's that's kind of what it reminds me of. I, I think this is a bad version of Fifth Element. Where... Yes, because it's quite like a campy, silly future, mm. and that sounds odd. But it like, is, it is. It's an over. It's it's a it's a really overwrought sort of like. Because well, we meet um, Sandy B uh, driving to work, um, desperately searching for crime on her um, police radio, <laughs> uh, and and like it's very nice. And honestly, her performance in this movie, she's so. She looks so upbeat in every single scene. It must have been exhausting. <laughs> the energy that she brings, like you can, you you know, you see, you see an actor in early in their career, and <laughs> and you're like, like Harrison Ford was a bit like this. You know, you see early in early Harrison Ford performances, and you're like, Harrison Ford has looked tired for sixty years. So. Yeah, yeah, but 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 there's just something about them, isn't it? You think whoever the agents are, whoever's making the hiring decisions, and you know, the, the, whatever it is. You can see it, and you can go. That's why. That's why she is a is an absolute megastar, and I think Bullock, uh, Sandra Bullock in this is just brilliant. She 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 delivers everything that, that she's supposed to. Granted, some of it's a bit weird. Uh, however, I think <laughs> it is a very good performance. And what it does, I think, is that 
in the world that we've got, in the world that they're trying to create, it really, she kind of cements it oddly. Even though she's zany, even though the world's very weird and we've got, you know, there's no toilet paper and there's all these, <laughs> there's all these strange things. She kind of like is the more, is, is not the moral, is she's the kind of like logical core of the future, which I think is quite well, clever. She's, she's the only character who's like got a likable character as you might say like still Stallone's doing a Stallone thing but you're really hampered as an actor if you can't say a line of dialogue that's more than six words yes um, <laughs> like all, all 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 you know Sylvester Stallone has had a rich and successful career for you know lots of reasons mainly his ability to go to the gym a lot um, but even in this he, his face is so rigid he struggles to spit out four <laughs> words in a row it's quite astounding yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's an action hero. You know what I mean? He's not he's not paid for you know doing Othello. <laughs> he's paid because he's got awesome biceps. I don't want Othello, Ross. I want like a two line exchange, Sentences. which I can understand without. Then you files. ask too much. You can either <laughs> you can either have an actor or you can have the guy with glutes of steel, Dave. You cannot have both. That does Dolph, actually the Dolph Lundgren paradox. Yeah, I was just about to say Dolph Lundgren. That does make sense. At least he can. At least he can pronounce words, you know, which is slightly more than. Uh, Dolph I was say, yeah. <laughs> Sam, let's not let's not throw a parade for Sylvester Stallone <laughs> speaking his native language adequately. Right, but but I I do um, I think you've been a Fuck him! <laughs> Come down here and have words with me, Stallone. I dare you? Yeah, I'm calling you out, brave. You yeah, probably, you're he probably can't brave. go in. He, he probably's not allowed in planes anymore. He just set on fire going that fast. You know, <laughs> <and> I <don't laughs> you can't understand him. That's why. <laughs> Play. Anyway. There is, there is, um, there is. I was forgot. What was I going to say? I think we were getting to my... the point now. She's, uh, you know, she's looking for a crime, and then she she gets to you know the office, and then we see. The blight that is this, that is the actor that uh, that is Rob Schneider. Fucking Rob Schneider again, two weeks back to back. Two weeks. I I was I've never seen this films. So I was not expecting this. I w- in fact, I'm gonna call the entire like police HQ scene. I'm just gonna that's the Rob Schneider black hole, and he's not. He doesn't even have that many lines. No, but at he- least. He isn't being racist in this. He, yes, yes. I'm pretty sure that he attempted that and it was cut. I'll be. I'm going to slander him uh, by saying that. But I think there's like the whole like, this whole thing with the with the police HQ and then watching like buffoons. Like this is this is the funniest part of the movie for me. Um, and I don't necessarily mean that in a good way. Just in that they're police officers and there's no crime anymore. So these these but there's still like this massive apparatus of like police officers. There's fucking hundreds of them. There's hundreds of these officers and they've all got well, these. Well, why wouldn't and... it be Sam? It seems like a pretty sweet gig. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Government job. It's, it's the safest it's weird, thing the city's ever just been. Driving around. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird thing where like and we don't really it's not really revealed at this point where like you know, all the signs are they've they've cleaned themselves of graffiti and these cops they don't you know, they when they're trying to arrest Snipes, they're like, "Oh, please, sir, will you will you be arrested?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> Add the words or else. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. A good scene. Um, but do you know what really bugs me about this movie? And it's kind of like as we get into the later acts, it's more so. You can't have like 
a society that is oppressing an underclass who literally live in the sewers. You can't have a fascist elite state without a fascist military force. Yeah. Where are the And they don't ships? have one. They don't have one. Where, Where are, are the, the people yeah. who, like, shoot all of the people who come out of the sewers to steal their food? Like, that's a need, you know? And, like, you'd think it would be the police, but the police are like, boy, boy, he's, he's killing. He's, he's doing <laughs> murder, murder, death kills. Like, how are we going to get him? Um, I don't know, guys. Could we shoot him? Could we <laughs> shoot him? Or could we maybe shoot him? <laughs> it, it comes It comes to, I think, just like bad application. Again, Fifth Element is a good example of where you've got the, you've got the ridiculous side of the movie. You've got the humour. And then you also apply it to, like, here's the actual story. Here's the seriousness. We've got emotional depth. They've got these things. I think this this for me is just just typifies the whole of the movie is that it doesn't make sense all this comedy stuff all this like oh they don't know what <laughs> it murder just is it doesn't make sense Chewbacca <laughs> is from Kashyyyk <laughs> but it's 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 like it's just it's all of it's there I think just butting heads against each other and so when you when they're yeah. sitting there like they don't they don't know how to approach a criminal. And then later on, as you say, there's this this underclass, and there's the whole thing, you know, this, this Machiavellian plot by um, the, the 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 main baddie who I can't remember his name. There's all of these different like threads that run through this movie, but none of them ever seem to touch each other. None none of them ever seem to like come together in any cohesive way, and so we're left with this laugh out loud funny scenes with the cops. Who are I mean literally is it is like a comedy movie level of humor you know they're not yeah. they're not holding back at all and it's so broad and then later on we get these like really you know dark moments um, where people are you know people are getting Starving. beaten up for food and all that stuff. Well, it turns into Mad Max. After it's about it's worth noting as well. It's worth noting as well that these you know the people who are living underground the, the, the scabs or something what are they called. Uh, scraps, scraps. That's yeah. it. They have like you know, bit, you know, uh, rudimentary or, or sort of primitive firearms. So how the fuck have they not like overpowered the police? <laughs> this is the what police I'm saying. Literally Ross. have sticks. There exactly. is, there is a fascist police force. Yeah, yeah, I, that yeah This I know. Uh, this police force knows nothing about. <clears throat> that has to be. Skynet there. is out there somewhere, like trying to eradicate these people, and yeah. they're just not in this movie. <laughs> I think I think a lot of this comes down to the um, some of the some of the backstory about the writing um, because I think it went through lots of different iterations. Writing's a rather grandiose term for <laughs> a bunch of connected ideas. Well, a lot of people a lot a lot of people did a lot of work on it. This is the thing; it went through various different um, kind of forms. I think it started off with one writer who who you know came to Hollywood with one idea, a kind of a spec a script. And then there's there's all this like the the, the gently frozen stuff was added in, then taken away, and then there's all. It, is it going to be a comedy movie? Is it going to be an action movie? All of this like just compounds together. <laughs> yes, and somebody, some producer was like, "Yes, we'll do all of it." <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, the, 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 nobody ever seems to have really taken the. I make of, like, movies. <laughs> no, but I need you to make. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I, need, I like movies. And, yes. I think we'd make amazing Hollywood execs, wouldn't we? Oh, I think absolutely! We'd be so good at it. 
We'd yeah. be so good. Well, we're definitely white enough. I will say that there, there would be one person who would work harder than us in Hollywood, and that is Rob Schneider's agent. Imagine being Rob <laughs> Schneider's agent. Like you've like the shit he puts out, and and you, and not only do you have to try and get him work, you succeed. You succeed. Okay, you're going to be in two minutes. I don't know, man. I think like forty percent of that job is calling Adam Sandler's agent every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but still, there's, is, yeah. is, is, hey, is Adam, Adam doing Adam anything? Any movies. Rob's Rob's available. He got his own movie, like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and like you know that other movie that you know basically <laughs> makes fun of prison rape. You know, like. Where where he is somehow the the badass and the animal he's a star of that as well the where animal. he has like a a drug that makes him really horny he's such I a think. piece of shit it's atrocious <laughs> he's but a blight if you re- if you really and... listen to, if you really want to get into our Rob Schneider hate then I suggest you check out our previous episode fifty first dates where <laughs> we we, we I think that. that is that is pretty much the Rob Schneider hate episode isn't it I mean and it's even so much worse than this film he's quite subdued in this film because it's early on in his career like he's relatively subdued but he's still got that fucking look on his face mm. you know where you just think <laughs> <laughs> he's such a prick yeah you just look at him and you think oh you're a man who'd argue with a civil rights activist about civil rights <laughs> yeah. on Twitter <laughs> yeah what did he know, like anyway? he argues against like vaccines and stuff as well doesn't he He's like, well, uh, I think uh, as just, a parent, you shut the fuck up. When you get a medical degree, when you get a fucking how degree in chemistry, plottons. then you can say, as a parent, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is why we have scientists, so we can say, well, I don't know what I'm talking about, but they do, so I'm going to trust them. Fuck you. Can, can we talk about? I, I, I'm, I'm, I could do this for all day, all day, but really, we should just focus. But can we talk about the three seashells thing? Because this is probably the biggest meme of the movie, isn't it? <laughs> this is the biggest meme. It came from, I think, somebody like there was there was some some somebody said, "Well, let's have them not use toilet paper." And how yeah. are we going to do that? What we're going to do? And then I think somebody was in the bathroom, and there's you know like you, hotels or whatever, there'll be a decoration bag of seashells, just just sat on on the on the cistern or whatever, and from there they just said, "Oh, we'll just we'll just we'll use seashells." That'll be it. Now, <laughs> it's immediately. Can we just say before you say Sam. We see them in the movie later on after after he mentions them. Yeah, and it's like three quite big, like palm of your hand big, yeah, like silvered seashells, clean looking, I should say. Yeah, um, but it's important to note. It's important to note. On later. It's important to note as well. These seashells, when you do see them, they're not like sitting on a shelf; they are like <coughs> grooved into the wall. So like there's a little shelf and they're like you know like a bit of the wall has been cut out to place the seashells in them. So it's not like these there are disposable seashells. This mm-hmm. is these are a <laughs> these are a permanent fixture. Well, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to limit us to 25 minutes on this. Okay, guys. <laughs> can I just, can I just <laughs> but, David top? Newell, you have there's, the floor. <laughs> there is no way. There is no way. I am getting on board with sharing something. That's touching my ass with another person, you know. <laughs> what does it matter? You're not eating from it. Like it's it's just ass I to ass. Don't Contact. care. I'm not catching some horrible anal disease from <laughs> so, again, some person who has again. worse personal hygiene than me. Of Theor- course, we've all got terrible personal hygiene because we're trying to clean our asses with seashells. <laughs> theories as to how this works. This is totally we've fucking gone into this already. But theories to it. how this works. I love it. Um, okay, well you go first, Sam, because this is brand new to you. And I specifically text you guys, don't Google it. I want to hear your theory. So you go first. Well, Sam. I... Oh, sorry, Sam. Your voice got an awful deep. 
Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with some kind of clasping action. You know, like two two seashells together that kind of, you know, just kind of pinching. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, you like kind of, tongs. Kind of like tongs, but almost like a, you know a shell together, and then just kind of snapping together yeah. like a mouth. Like, Dude, I think... are you eating rope? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how is a turd like? <laughs> Surviving that sort of it's not pressure. It's not extracting the turd, Dave. It's, it's not pulling it's, it out. It's, it's cleaning what's there, yeah. and then and then I think maybe the last one, the last one is is a is maybe some kind of you know like Romans used to use sharp knives to to kind of like get the dead skin off them, you know that type of thing. I think that's probably the the action that's going on there. So there's like an exfoliation shell. Well, I think so. I think I think there's probably maybe a couple of stages. I'm not suggesting it's one stage. I mean, what? How would it be used in, in a single set? I think maybe you have to... Why this is better than the wads of toilet paper. Although I, d- I really did enjoy them laughing at him when he's like, like, oh yeah, in the 20th century, they use wads of paper to wipe their asses, And you're like, that's that's funny. Well, I did like that. Well, I I had a thought. Now, there's a lot... I could, I could talk about this for hours. I could write a thesis about this. Um, now... There's merit to what you say, Sam. You're like you're cutting it off as as a, for, you know in a way with the with the seashells. But then, why are there three? Um, now, is it a bit like sandpaper? Are there like three grades of seashell? You start with the roughest one and you work your way down to the smoothest one. Oh my God. Um, is that why there's three? I, I assume um, levels of redundancy. You know, in case you needed to like, well, hopefully the first one will do it if it's quick, and then maybe you need the last one to 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 kind of. To really tie things up, if it's in a world, in a world where the only food restaurant that exists is Mexican food, <laughs> how, how is these are these three seashells satisfactory? <laughs> People's bowel movements must be like a flash flood, you know. And I just there's a lot of questions. There's there a lot is. of questions about this future. Ross, I feel um, like you've got something pent up here that you're you're wanting to. Release. No, I was I was just really keen to see because that, you know the first uh, the first time I watched this was when I was a kid I think it was about like nine or ten, so um, <clears throat> when I first saw the three seashells, uh, I thought that basically you because how the you know how would you figure out so I thought okay so I just put together a theory that you must fill them with water and then you just like splash your arsehole <laughs> clean like some kind of. Um, <laughs> Like hand bidet, two hundred BC yeah, bidet. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But I was just like, God, that must have taken. And I remember, like as a child, I was thinking, Oh, that would have taken forever <laughs> to, to clean off. God, you know what it is? It actually is quite good writing, though, isn't it? Because you do, you do. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What? Let me get, let me get my Things point that out. Sam says that are really, really fucking out there. Because, because. <laughs> It's this and your views on the Armenian genocide, Sam. They're really like on a par. Wow. <laughs> well, we'll come to that. But this, this, this to me is. I think it is good, right? Because the whole point, the whole point of the joke is that you're supposed to go what? Like, yeah. And, and and I think I think that they do they do they they give you just enough to for us for us to go through all of these different situations <laughs> in our heads. Yeah. But never enough to 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 like definitively say, well, this is what happens. I think. Um, Stallone said something like, "Well, I imagined it was like chopsticks, you know, <laughs> that you're kind of like pulling, which is a, which is, I mean, just it's a horrible thought." But 
my favourite, um, you know, overthinking of this movie is that in the film, he swears lots and lots and lots to make the morality the buzzer yeah. Yeah, come morality out. Morality statues. And then he's, he's, got his, he's got his toilet paper. He, but he's in the he's in you know it's a few days past isn't it throughout this so my my, my retcon like well, is it a retcon but my thought about this anyway is that ninety percent of the film Stallone is just walking around with just the shittiest ass just complete he's not wiping he's not doing anything he is swamp just city, swamp city down there man it's just caked in there you know it's dried and he <laughs> no not not until not until. You know, maybe maybe after the movie, maybe twenty minutes, maybe three days, does um, Sandra Bullock's character say, "You know, I mean, I just I thought I could maybe show you how to do it, and that that way you could you, <laughs> you know, take a show, you smelly cunt." <laughs> it does add a new layer to this I movie. Mean, it's like Sylvester Stallone is desperately trying to clean his ass, <laughs> and then eventually gives up. Sanitation yeah. man. Um, I mean, Sam, I'm glad you bring that up. The fact you know he you know because. <clears throat> In the movie, you know, even swearing's a crime, and Stallone overloads that for for the toilet paper. <laughs> By the way, put me in prison and throw away the keys. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. This episode is like we're forty years in already, just from just from the first <laughs> half an hour of this episode. The opening credits is us three getting frozen, and you do not want to see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot more genitals. You just it's not too as much. tight though. Not as tight. Not as tight. <laughs> what I was going to say was because when I was. As a kid, when I was nine or ten, I was watching that, and he, you know, gets all these tickets. I don't know if this ran through your mind, but as a kid, you know, you think sort of like in, in sort of straightforward manner. And as he was getting all those tickets, he's like, "Oh, I'll be right back." And it's like, "That's that's funny," but, you know, that paper, that's you know, it's like it's laminated, it's slick. All that, all that's going to do is like spread it around. You're just going to smear shit all yeah. over your legs. You're going to have to try and use the edge, you know. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, you might as well use the three seashells. <laughs> I mean, right. So we we are we are coming up to the, the last twenty five minutes we spent on talking the about this. Fifteen minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're not getting through this movie. But, but but let's let's talk about the plot a bit because I actually think that the plot is, for me, the the, the plot is really confused. Like the whole thing. I don't want to get into scene by scene what's happening. I just generally, I think we should talk about. Ooh, like, I have a succinct synopsis. No, no, I don't. We, I don't. I don't. We need a synopsis. I think we need. No, no, no. no. Just off, like, what sets it all off? It's right, all cool. the machinations of the big evil guy whose name I can't remember right now. He's always dressed just as like the Pope. I know. Future Pope. Oh, I'm trying. Uh, Hawthorne, isn't it? Is the is the actor? Um, Cocteau. Yes, yeah. Nigel Raymond Hawthorne. Cocteau. Yeah, Cocteau is the character. Yeah. Cocteau is like he releases Phoenix, and then like. It's like a series of unexpected dominoes falling where the police department, again, unilaterally without um, the permission from their overlord, they wake up, Sylvester Stallone, and then it's kind of like a, like a series of chase scenes, really, with a weird sex interlude, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, <laughs> until it turns into Mad Max. And, and I think that... Um, I think I find it confusing because of... Like I think the editing is the problem with this film for me. I think there's a lot of issues with yeah 
so many different things they're trying to do. So you've got the, we've already <coughs> talked about the, the comedy element and then trying to ram an action movie into this and they're trying to ram a science fiction into, into the movie as well. So the whole thing already is pretty packed. Lots of ideas. Again, none of which are really particularly new or novel. There's nothing in there that I think is groundbreaking. It's just kind of like recycling stuff. A pastiche. But when you... It, like when you take this individual scenes, I don't think any of it's done particularly badly. Um, the the director was a first time; it's his first feature film. I think he was known for doing uh, kind of like adverts. He's at Marco Brambilla was the director, and he's not done a, a massive amount. I, I don't think um, beyond this. So I think the actual direction of the scenes is not bad, and some of like I think the cinemas actually the cinematography is brilliant. Like some of the some of the shots are really clever. There's always movement. There's all these nice little touches in terms of the, the quality of the filmmaking. But when it's actually put together and the order of which it's put together, I think it's just totally confusing. Mm. Like we we don't get any real setup. Um, I don't think with uh, uh, Simon. Phoenix's character and his relationship with Cocteau, that comes out of nowhere really. There's not really that scene where he's like, "Your mission is to do this and this and this." You know, it's all just very confusing. I think that is per- sorry to cut you off, some but that is portrayed, but it is easily missed because it's it's suggested that that is, oh, I don't know, it's uh, I don't know what the what right term is, but it's like something like hypnotic suggestion, where it's sort of like ingrained in him. That's his mission. Yeah, you get, it is like if they did it. You get bread. Did a better job. You get bread. Crumbs, did it, but like, go on. I was gonna say if they did a better job of conveying that, it would have been a, quite a clever way of of pointing out why the two never meet often. Do you know what I mean? To say, like you put it, Sam, your mission is, and it could add a little on the level of sort of, you know, like that conspiracy to the story. You know, and that, that um, yeah, just a bit of mystery. But yeah, they don't go far enough with it. Which is sort of what you know what what you can say about the whole movie itself. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of breadcrumby there, but like in a film where everything else is like conveyed using a sledgehammer, <laughs> it's do you know what I mean? It's just it kind of lost in translation. I mean, you get him, he breaks out, and you get um, he steals the guy's eye to use a retinal scanner, which I always enjoy. Which wouldn't work, by the way. Although, which wouldn't work. Well, like I said. I always enjoy, however, like if you if you've got the technology to have retinal scanners, you've got the technology so the retinal scanner knows when the eyeball isn't in a human skull. Yeah, that's um, that's basically how biometrics work. That's that's how they are designed. <laughs> because, well, it's how your biometrics work. It's obviously not how these biometrics work, Ross. Go ahead. Yeah, um, shut it's up, one Ross. of my favorite. It's one of my favorite action movie tropes. Um, or like when someone has someone's yeah, hand they cut off the hand off and they carry around yeah, with nope, yeah, it doesn't work. So silly. Unless you unless you electrify the hand, there has to be a pulse. There has to be a current exactly. in there, otherwise it's not gonna. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's strange. But like he does that, and then he goes away, and he's really good with computers, and that's kind of what like I feel like there's a scene they edit out because like we're told later on when um, Stallone um, turns into a grandma and he's really good at knitting, um, <laughs> like it's explained that. What is that about? <laughs> it's explained that part of the rehabilitation process is. They find out the thing that you'd be best at that isn't murdering people. And they sort of like, um, they implant those me- those skills in you. So Stallone can knit because it seems <laughs> apparently, which is played for laughs. And they've used that same technology to make Simon Phoenix like a super hacker. 
And we kind of get that early on where you're like, how is this guy from 1996 in LA, which was on fire, like hacking into this computer and finding out a lot of stuff? And again, you do. Again, sorry, but but it's editing, isn't it? It's editing. Fucking show us the scene before. Give us give us a a, a scene where they 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 explain all of this either in 1996. Well, they or when they sort of do because when they're explaining. When Stallone is questioning why he knows how to knit and you know and the things he wants to do, Annex explains. Yeah, but it happens forty minutes too late, Ross. Well, yeah, yeah. it happens too. Yeah. No, it happens too. I think it needs to. Again, it's about sequencing. It's about how they sequence this. The the biggest the biggest thing for this, I think, it comes from the fact that when um, when this was there was a there was a cut of this that was more than two hours long, and Warner Brothers was like, nope. No, 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 and so they 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 sent it back to be to be um, re-edited. They brought on um, Stuart Baird, who's quite a quite a well-known, and and he's he edited uh, Casino Royale, Skyfall, the original Superman, nineteen seventy-eight Superman, wow. and loads of other films. Like he, this guy is knows what he's doing. Um, and and this was the best he could do. Well, but 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 what? Imagine what, what, what he was given. Have, the problem. The, the problem is, yeah. The, the problem is, is that they've got this just jumble of ideas, and so what do you keep in and what do you take out? And that's what they had to do. They had to go through and cut scene after scene after scene. The biggest hole in this movie, the biggest plot hole, well, maybe it's a plot hole, but certainly it's a it's a it's a gaping hole that just never is resolved, is Stallone's daughter. And there's a scene where we see we see like a t- TV footage from '96. Of her going, of her speaking to the press or something, you know, she's on Stallone's shoulder and tells the press to piss off or something like that. And that's it. We get nothing else. We get no, like, um, uh, we get no resolution to that storyline. And Well, I don't think the storyline's in it, Sam. It's not. It's absolutely not because... There are two scenes. There is that scene, which I'm not certain is his daughter, but... I'll no, it is. It absolutely saying. is, yep. And there's another scene in the car with Sandy B where Stallone says, oh, well, my daughter, you know, she'd be around your age now, and I imagine her living in this world and blah, blah, blah. And it feels like like they cut around, and that, why didn't they just take that scene out as well? Exactly. Yeah. The, I, th- the I think it's in more, the movie. it would be better to take out that scene rather than put more scenes in. Just don't mention the daughter at all. Just yeah. don't mention it. But she's in the film. She's in the film, and she's actually, uh, in the end of the movie, when Edgar Friendly is... They've kind of you know they've won and all that. She's standing next to Edgar Friendly. By the way, he's the hero of this movie. By the way, just just say he it. absolutely is. We'll come to him in a second. He's but she's he she's in she's in the um, he's protecting a random girl. Stallone's protecting a girl, and then at the end of the movie, he's standing next to Friendly while he's talking to Spartan, and 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 she's about thirty, you know, the same age as Sandra Bullock, and apparently, um, uh. Test audiences did not like the fact that Stallone was was having sex with with uh, a, a woman of his daughter's age, which I think kind of makes sense. But then just get her out of the movie, and and even Stuart Baird, who obviously knows what he's doing, you know, he's a good editor and all that. Uh, there's some decision making that's gone wrong, seriously wrong, that 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 she's allowed to be in the movie, and there's any trace of that because it, again, it's another thread that runs through this film that has no resolution makes no sense and i was the whole time thinking oh the daughter's going to show up you know that's that's a good arc for him 
or possibly Sandra Bullock's the daughter. You know, when we we get less of the romance <laughs> and we get more of um of of her like, you know, there's a reason that they've got this affinity is because actually they're 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 father and daughter and Well hold um, your water, Sam. Um just for a second. I didn't pick up on that at all. I knew about the daughter plotline from reading some of the trivia before I watched it again, because I have seen this before. But apart from that one scene, I didn't think there was much. Of, there would, I think you could watch this and not pick up on that at all. I think there's little enough of it that you know it wouldn't occur to you. I think most viewers. And that's bad as well. <laughs> like that's bad as well because as much as I think it should be removed, it is in the movie. Like it's in the movie. They make several references to it, and then she's in the fucking final. She, you know, Stallone's protecting her in in the final shots of the film. <laughs> so. It's just bad. It's just bad editing. I think that is... It, this is one example, but I think there are lots of examples of just bad pacing, bad cutting, and really just get rid of a heck of a lot of this movie. Like, get rid of all the police HQ stuff. Just take that out of the film. You're cutting 10, 15 minutes from the runtime. Everyone's happy with that because... I mean, the tackle bell this scene is not, isn't really necessary either, is it? Exactly. That is a good, that's another perfect It's a funny example. joke, but don't show it to me. <laughs> it is. The franchise yeah. wars is a funny line. Keep it in yeah. the extra. Taco Bell being the only restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> being the only restaurant is funny, but do you know what would be funnier than what we get? Is them going to just to take like a fast food restaurant and it just being like a... Do you know what I mean? Rather than it being this like, oh, it's this high aristocratic like tasting menu and blah, blah, blah. Let's just have it be Taco Bell. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> let's just have them yeah. get tacos and fries and big drinks and let's have it be, fuck it, let's really go all in on the product placement. Like, like Fifth Element with McDonald's. And they have that great, you know, there's McDonald's everywhere and they're all like, and it's just, it's so, it's so, it's, you know, it's product placement and somebody, somebody paid to have <laughs> McDonald's in the movie. Yeah. But it doesn't feel out of place and this feels way out of place. Yeah, way out of Apparently, place. Apparently McDonald's was not interested and neither was Burger King. No, I can imagine. Did can they imagine. were they told that there was had uh, Stallone in this, or they were like, "Call me when it's Schwarzenegger." <laughs> I think they were just like, ah, you know, I don't Ass. think anyone's gonna <laughs> watch this movie. I just, I, I really, apparently they they wanted McDonald's initially, or Burger King was the first choice, and Taco Bell was like the, do you know what I mean? Like the oh well, they said yes as opposed to we want them. Um, they wanted this joke about franchise wars, and therefore they needed a franchise who would let them use use the, yeah you know, who would pay them. The, the, there's also the international thing, isn't there? Because I think in the European cut of this, it was Pizza Hut um, rather than Taco that, Bell. Yeah. yeah, which is which is kind of like one of those oh that's complicated, and they'd have to you know like, mess around. But I think the version we saw was Taco Bell because it's because it's on Netflix, so they just they yes. But I think like the, the the original air for a very good reason that Taco Bell is not big over here even now. No. The first one I ever saw was in Manchester. I think there's one in there was the one Arndale Centre. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Cool. So about the movie, <laughs> Taco Bell facts. <laughs> Taco Bell payers. Well, let's see if we can get McDonald's first. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, they've called. They're not interested. They no. called. Unless they're not interested. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Ronald McDonald called me. Yeah. He said, "Listen, David, I really appreciate." how big a fan you are 
the revenue which we get just from you, you fat fuck. Um, but we aren't we aren't supporting it's, your podcast. It, you know what it is? It's too left wing. It's all our collusion with the Hamburglar. That's the problem. That's the problem. I told you this would happen. I told you. The prices are just so damn good. What's um? Let let's get to the kind of like maybe the 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 final culmination. Can we talk film. about? Can we talk about the sex? Oh, all right, let's do it. Oof, let's all do right. It. <laughs> well, let's do that. Let's... That was a all right. Unzip. Let's also talk about Sandra Bullock a bit more. <laughs> Jesus, let's also talk about Sandra Sandra Bullock a bit more because I do, as we've said, I do think she is brilliant in this, and this is a great example of a of a scene where she is able to bring this real <coughs> comedic likeness. Like I, I just think she's dead. She's a real cute character in this. It's very, it's very well I done. I disagree. Um, oh, go on. Wow. I'm not sure what your kink is, Sam, and I don't want to shame here on the podcast. Uh, I'm not into the sexy baby thing that Sandra Bullock is doing in this movie. Like she's, she knows nothing about anything, and like. Well, that's what men want, though. Like in the nineties, isn't it? You know, just, just beautiful women who know nothing. Like she's eleven years old. I don't know it's that bad. I know what you it, mean. It is. She's like, ooh, you tried to kiss me. Like, ooh, physical contact. Like a child. But and it, she does but, that a yeah. lot in this movie. Yeah. Like, and that you took something different from it, Sam, and that's fine. <laughs> we can both be right on I this. Didn't, I, didn't say, I didn't say sexy. I said it's cute. I said it's a cute performance. That's I am going, going through for. our WhatsApp conversation, Sam, <laughs> and I believe you said sexy baby. <laughs> that's what Dave said. That's, that's Dave. what I said. That's because that's what she's doing. She's doing a sexy baby thing, which is fine. And like, but Dave, explain sexy baby. Explain sexy baby because 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 that, <laughs> that speak that clearly for the sex. FBI, please. <laughs> Do you remember that Thirty Rock episode uh, where uh, a new comedian joins the writing staff and she's acting like a sexy baby, and it turns out she's hiding from her ex abusive boyfriend or something. Uh, that's vaguely, that's yes. the trope that is like. Is somebody who is really innocent, a fully grown woman, as I should add as well, in movies, who is just really like unknowing, really innocent, really not quite not stupid so much as unworldly. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. read an uh, excerpt from our conversation last night when discussing how to make the movie better from Sam Jordan, twenty three forty five. You'd still have the futurist stuff, and Bullock is your sexy exposition baby. <laughs> your witness. <laughs> What I meant by that though is that guilty, guilty is that she she's there seventy though. years she, in cryo. She she's there to tell Stallone what the hell's going on. That's why she's there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exposition. Understand that. Yeah. No, the sexy yeah, and yeah. the baby part, please. Because because as Dave described, I don't I don't disagree with what she's saying. Are but you I think, sweating, I think, Sam? I think I think what it makes what, what what makes sense though, especially with the sex scene, is that she doesn't have a clue what's going on, and that Stallone is the one who is. Is like you know confused as well. So you combine the two together. I think it works. I think it's a good like it's a good match together. I think I like that. It's a funny scene. Like those two together where... make a sexy baby. Is that what you're... I, I'm... It's a funny <laughs> scene where John Spartan adds uh, a whole load of jizz to his already <laughs> shitty pants. There it is. Um, uh, there's the word. It's, a, it's quite a weird scene, and we get like the weird. So they have the, like, the VR sex. Um, and he has no idea what's going on, and he's like, "Well, when are we going to start having sex?" And then suddenly he's having all of these thoughts, and he's doing a jizz face. Stallone is doing a jizz face again, again, three times in the space of a minute. You said jizz, Dave. Just, I just want to get it across because it's so like tonally odd in this movie. It, 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 it that, com- like 
It's, it, it should be like Terminator, where, <clears throat> you know, um, Kyle Reese and Terminator's mum... John uh, Connor's mum. They have sex. Wow. John Connor's mum. <laughs> Terminator's mum is a computer. God, I'm going to have to turn in my nerd card. Um, you, ha- you can have sex in your movie, but, like, you either show me sex or you have, like, a weird jokey scene like this. But this kind of does both... Where, but it's all facial and it's all Stallone, and he's really putting his heart and soul into it, and it's just a bit much. I think, you know, Stallone aside, I think it's just another example of what we've been saying, you know, this this whole episode, where it's some cool ideas and some, you know, interesting ideas that just aren't executed well. Yeah, that's very. And true. I did that without yeah. saying the word jizz. I just want to get into our viewers' mind, our listeners' minds that. <laughs> So that that uh, John Spartan is walking around in the f- finale of this movie, with with pants full of shit. And well, jizz. I was going to say yeah, and yeah, you'd say full of shit and full of jizz, depending on how that sex scene went. No His wonder his underwear is so it. crusty, <laughs> dude. The smell, I can't even imagine. Oh my god! Good lord! <laughs> what are we doing? What are we talking about? I just, I'm just starting to question it just a little bit. You know, bring me back into the. And this is the point <laughs> in the movie the where I started so to question far, like, I think how I'm fucking long is left? We've got Sam with the sexy babies, Dave imagining Stallone's jizz and shit and crusted underwear. I think I'm doing pretty well. Let's keep this going. Well, we're let's into what we're into, Ross. You know, just let's just let's accept each other for who we are. We'll bring you down, Ross. Don't worry. <laughs> What do we what what do we want to talk about? I mean, this has been a bit of a shit show of an episode. But what do we want to talk about when it in in the final the final parts? Because I think there is. Please don't put down our podcast while we're still doing it, Sam. Can you at least wait till we've finished? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Um, not. Let's talk about the Mad Max of it because this movie turns into Mad Max after the Taco Bell scene, doesn't it? Yes, and I think we talked about like there must have been some kind of enforcement, you know, to keep these these people underground. But again, again, we're left with questions of, so, who were these people? That how how many people are there? Did we get underground? Yeah. Well, who was their leader? Because friendly isn't really their leader. He doesn't. He he. In fact, he says, I people might follow me, but I don't give a fucking shit about that. Oh, I'm the, not. The, yeah, that's that's the classic thing. This though. guy's Listen, I, I ain't no leader, but I'll lead you if you want me to lead you. Steak. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of like. Tropes. Again, more confusion, more que- more questions that they're asking that they're not asking. Excuse me, and and you kind of you kind of left as a as an audience going, oh, cool, like all right. So why did we show? Why why is this even in here? Because you could, in theory, just take all of that out of the movie. Yeah, it would be fine. Like I think you they explain. You have to explain the seventies car, Sam. That's literally what this plot line exists. And for. I th- I yeah. think um for me as well, because I think there was another movie we did from my childhood and I was like, Oh yeah, I loved it and then we all watched it like, Ooh, this has not aged well and I think maybe for me, because I watched it so young, all that shit that makes the movie terrible, I've just sort of like glossed over that in my mind like it's sort of like a race from my mind and all I care about is the Wesley Snipes scenes you know the funny bits at the beginning you know the first sort of like 30 minutes oh cool world setting the action bits then between Wesley and Stallone and then Wesley Snipes getting his head kicked off at the end awesome movie yeah bravo wonderful and I've managed to just zone out all the tat that just distracts you know, from the, you, than this basic you know what Ross though you know it Ross it is we a have, great we have... Batman versus Mr. Freeze finale Say again, Dave. 
So it is a great Batman versus Mr. Freeze finale. <laughs> yes, it is fun. But there's, I, I, I am with you though because as much as we've been shitting on this movie, actually, like in the the actual watching of it, I found was quite fun because mm. largely because I was having this debate in my head of like, who the fuck is these people? Like, what do they do? How is their society structured? Where do they get food? All of all of this stuff. So that was fun, but also because the actual action scenes between mm. you know Stallone and. And, uh, and and snipes is really fun. It's really well done, and obviously they're both great physical actors who know how to command a scene and all of it. You know, all of it's really cool. <clears throat> so I kind of get, I kind of get your perspective of like I don't, you know, I could ignore all this. Yeah, I just wish, I just wish someone had made a decision just to say, okay, so this this thing about the people underground, let's just get rid of all that because number one, you get rid of Hawthorne's character. The, the big bad don't need him all you have is Stallone in the future um, uh, Snipes in the future Bullock is is following um, sexy Stallone baby around sexy baby maybe make her maybe make her his daughter without them knowing if you want to have some kind of nice emotional if art. you want it to be incest yeah maybe and then just let them to rampage around this new thing you could even keep in the comedy then you could even keep yeah. in the comedy because you could have Rob Schneider saying he did what you know like he, and then uh, still on absolutely complete... fucking haymakers him like really yeah. <laughs> all yeah. fit. he freezes him and then kicks his head off <laughs> yeah but you can, escapes, in fact so alternate fine. ending Rob Schneider gets his head kicked off at the end yeah it's completely out of context <laughs> yeah. he's not he's just out of nowhere everyone's like why did why did we see that what's that about yeah but you could keep all these things in right and then just get rid of these this underlying mad maxiness of it just just i don't even mean change the dialogue just re just just completely cut those films and in fact if i had more time i would do that i would just go through and make an edit of this movie yeah. that takes out 30 minutes and i'm 90% sure that it would make m- almost perfect sense controversial but i actually you know? think if they made like a lot of the sort of changes we you know we've mentioned here um, you know, to tidy it up. I think you'd have an action movie that's sort of nearly as timeless as something like Die Hard, just because of you know, those comical bits, you know, and, and and the action is so entertaining. I think you could have had a real sort of. I certainly think that this could definitely reach like Fifth Element. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. At know, the least, uh, more of a more of a cult classic than Die Hard. I would say that, fair, because fair, of the silly fair. bits are silly enough. Yeah. Um, the... So I agree with you guys. I think the ending of this is quite bloated. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because of like this is an hour fifty five the movie, and by an hour forty or which before that when the ending started by an hour and a half I'm kind of like I'm gonna I've given that's my lot time for like campy action movies, <clears throat> and I don't think like the boss fight at the end between Snipes and Stallone, like the ice thing was cool at the very end, yeah. but I think that ultimately that's like four or five minutes too long, and it's. Not that impressive. The bit where he picks him up with the um, the claw, the claw, like a claw machine thing. Ooh, you've won a Stallone. <laughs> like <laughs> that was too went on too long, and it's a bit like right. We'll just kill him. One of you kill the other one. I've been we- yeah. watching you guys shoot each other, and nobody has been shot. For... See this button? Yeah, and, and no, no, he he tries. He tries. He's got some kind of Uzi, and he is spraying the <laughs> shit out of Stallone, and not a single bullet hits him. That's Man, this has got to be the like most bullets fired for least people shot to death 
Yeah. Like, it's got to be up there, percentage-wise, because... Although maybe not, because... I don't think Phoenix Stallone shoots anyone in this movie. Is it... What, what, what's the rating? What's the, is it a 15? I, I, yes, I think it must have been so. done. I think it must have been done to keep it. But low. it's only a 15 because in 1993 you couldn't literally see Stallone's cock. I was going to say, yeah. how could it be a 15 when you're seeing cock and balls in the first 15 it's, No, it's, it's a 15. I think I think that must be just to keep it below an 18. Standard, de- standard definition, it's a 15. High def, it's an 18. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you zoom in. <laughs> the, this the other thing, though. The other thing, and the, in terms of the ending, is like uh, Cocteau gets killed... And that's a very underwhelming death. I thought, like, yeah. really, you know, it's not. There's no, there's no quippy line. He just gets thrown into the fire, and that's it. And then there's like a moment where everyone's like, "Well, now what? Now what happens? Like, what happens to the fundamental structure of society now that our big brother overlord is dead? What do we do?" And the film just says, "Meh, I don't know." <laughs> Kit, Roll credits. Stallone, kisser. <laughs> it's quite. That's it's quite it. unforgivable to have your your protagonist and your antagonist like not even in not not just even in the same room for the last third of this movie, but they're not even on the same page. Stallone is going to look has figured out that Snipes is going to try and kill this guy, and he knows that the the you know the the the, the fat controller is the is the bad guy. The fat controller. And Wesley Snipes <laughs> is like. Right, well, I've got to assemble my dream team of like scumbag um, serial killers, and he knows he can't murder the boss, so he's doing that. But like, completely independent of Stallone, he's not like, oh, I better go and get that Stallone before he comes and gets me, or I better go and do this thing which this guy has said. He's like, right, well, I'm going to make a really, really fucking kick-ass raider suit out of these old tires. Which apparently is what he's doing for the middle third of this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's um, just working on his outfit. And then he gets this like gang together, and then he murders this guy. And it's like, I don't understand what anyone wants. I don't understand what anyone's doing, and I don't understand how anyone thinks that what they're doing is getting them closer to this finale. No, but but even even Cocteau and Stallone, right? Um, they, they they never they never really like their interaction isn't that important. And it again. Back to Fifth Element, it reminds me of um, Bruce Willis and um, Gary Oldman in 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 Fifth Element, where they never meet. They never meet because it doesn't matter because they're like it's two independent stories. And I feel like this is this is kind of where we're at with this. It almost doesn't matter. Cocteau is totally irrelevant to to, to Stallone. Yeah, they have conversations and stuff, but there's not. It doesn't really matter because they're on two different paths. Stallone should be there to kill Snipes. That should be his only purpose, and just get that, get the rest of this out of the movie. You know, I think it's, it's just confused. It's confused filmmaking, and it's and it's loading it up. Um, the other guy, the the who's who is the associate Bob? Is it Glenn? Oh, I've got Glenn Shadix. I really like associate Bob. Actually, I think he's. <laughs> I think that's a character that, again. Is quite fun. He's slimy and he's got his hair cut and he's coming. Your hair, pick a colour. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, it, um, that's quite entertaining. It's yeah. uh, Dennis Leary's hair. <laughs> your, your hair, it looks like a couch. <laughs> looks yeah. like a like there's, Like I said, there's some funny Fifth Element stuff going on in this film. And I guess like the main characters just lack, lack direction. Like, let's have Stallone have like a, a real beef with Snipes other than you're a murderer and I don't like murderers. 
you know, like let's have him kill his wife or you know somebody. Yes, and, or his and daughter. Stallone's like, or his daughter. Let's give Stallone a re, or he can kidnap Bullock. Let's give him a reason to really be after this guy, other than like, well, you've woken me up and told me I'm going to be after this guy, so I guess I'm just after this guy. Yeah. There's no, there's no again. Not, you've woken me up. I'm going to go and live with these uh, these guys in the sewer with their rat burgers <laughs> and their beer and their cigarettes. I mean, and I'll catch you guys apparently later. Apparently, it was really tasty. Like you know, he, he wolfed that in. Fair play. I, he he the man the man was hungry. You know, <laughs> it's a fun. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, I mean. I, I guess for me, like as much as again, I've been shitting this film. I actually did enjoy it <laughs> moment, mm. moment to moment, and that is one of the things that you have to say. Like there is, there is heart in this. People are trying hard. Everyone's trying hard. No one's, no one's phoning it in. <clears throat> People like Bullock are doing a really good job. I've said it before, Sam. Trying hard is really great for a sports day, and um, less great Fuck for a million. <laughs> A multi-million dollar I think you're like, too hard theatrical production. What about Bob uh, Trying Gunton? hard isn't enough for me. You need to actually succeed and make something. What, what about Bob Gunton? There's a good example of someone who is, who's bringing what they, what they can do to this film. He plays the chief. Um, he's, the, he's the prison warden in Shawshank. So he's, you know, God mode already. But I, there's an actor who is like delivering and putting in the work. A great character... And yes, it doesn't really fit in the movie, but at least individually, they're all doing. It. I think that's. I think that have to. You have to give that to the movie that everyone is trying hard, and then it got lost in the edit. That's. Yeah, we'll that's, get them a bunch of participation medals. Yeah. Stat. And and also one hundred and fifty nine million dollars, which is what this movie made. What was the budget? So, uh, I think between forty five and seventy seven million, which is a very big discrepancy. Wikipedia. That's a big bracket. Like <laughs> Do you know? I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of how much movies actually cost because of the amount of like mob uh, bookkeeping that goes on. Yes. <laughs> of like, right? We better make it look like it only costs us thirty million to make, just in case we don't make loads of money. Or if we make loads of money, then we can maybe inflate it and <laughs> and downplay how much we actually made. Exactly. There's like a oh, oh, we made seven hundred million. Oh well, do you know what? We spent four hundred million. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I think you there were lots of delays on this, and um, so I think I think it started off with a budget, a very reasonable budget in 1993 or you know early 90s of about 45 million, and then that went up to 70 million. Um, Joel Silver went through. Producer Joel Silver went through five assistant directors, and then obviously there was this. You know, there was this attempt to save it in the edit by Baird that we've already mentioned. So, like, I think there's 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 also lots of you know potential um, uh, 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 issues around the marketing too. So, oh really? Yeah, like five five. I'm just reading now. Five million on promotional materials, including a lavish press kit containing a bomber jacket, CD soundtrack, and a hard hat. That's a very nineties press kit. Yeah. But Man, that still stuff still goes on today in other industries, so Yes. But it worked because they made their money back and then some and then some. (laughs) They did you know they did well with this. So who are we to question? What are we Well quite Um so we all done guys, got anything else on this um classic, quote unquote? No, I mean um, heavy quotes there. (laughs) 
Um, no, like for me, it's a, it's a fun movie to watch. There are bits that are you know more challenging to get through, but <laughs> Snipes for me, man, playing the psychotic killer is very. We talked about probably the least worth it for me, uh, which is a shame because I do like yeah. Snipes. Uh, I, I I think it's because he is, <clears throat> he because he's doing he's doing a very like serviceable job, you know. Whereas everyone else kind of sticks out a little bit. Bullock, I think, is just is is probably the best actor in it. But yeah, Snipes is Snipes is really good in this, mm. and he's he's also he's he's able to bring that craziness, um, yeah. that real like look in his eyes of like oh my god, which he does in um, uh, a Blade as well. Yeah, you know, you just you, you believe that he believes <laughs> that he's violent. He's saying. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> which is which is a great which is a great thing to think an actor. Yeah. You know, like. I don't think he's acting that much. I it's think very yeah, himself. Christian. Christian, <laughs> no, no, that's, yeah. that's 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 Mr. Snipes. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, to strip away more of our childhood favourites and probably revisit the nineties um, just for a change. Well, I think we also deserve a pat on the back for that, Dave. Just on that point, because although it was in the nineties, this was made <laughs> set in the year twenty thirty. How many podcasts can say that? We cover movies in the 2030s. So I mean, there you it, go. Did, it started as long as, as long as we're not the initial time frame. But okay, <laughs> but as long as we're not talking about anything that's happening now, I think that's what we're trying to do. In fact, that's pretty <laughs> that's much the, the sweet spot podcast, to avoid. Don't say it because no one's mentioned the the c word this this podcast. So we're going to get out before someone does. Oh, okay, the c word. Yeah, what the actual yeah. c word or it's a different c word, Ross? <laughs> Although I like your reservation <laughs> oh. for not saying it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've said that. I'm sure I've said that. Oh, that C word. Cool. <laughs> so we will right. see you right. next week. See you later, see you, folks. Yeah.